Hey everybody, I'm back. It's been fucking a long time, actually, over a month. I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. Quite a lot has actually been happening. More bullshit at work, but I prevailed. Um, what else? Uh, and when I say bullshit at work, I mean like fucking a lot of bullshit. Actually, like people uh, uh, taking shit personal, which is hilarious to me. But at the same time, like. I don't know. I don't like getting involved in other people's shit. It's weird to me. It's super awkward. Um, especially because, like I said, we're all fucking adults. It's like, what the fuck? I don't care about you. I barely care about my own shit. And you expect me to give a shit about you and your shit. So there's that. Um, more recently, uh, I guess we can go backwards. But, well, okay, let's see. When's the last time you guys would have heard? If you guys listen to Network, I was on the last... Uh, power hour but only in the beginning i was beyond shit face that day um if you heard the episode um powers his mother passed away recently and uh you know i'm the type of person that like leaves people alone and shit like you know and so i left them alone and kind of like that was my whole thing i remember when like the guys were all texting in the group i was just like yeah dude like i just hope fucking he has like time to himself you know that way he can grieve whatever way he wants to or has the time to do shit as opposed to like what I'm used to, and like I said, if you listen to the episode, everything I'm saying has kind of already been said, not by me, but other people were saying it as well. Um, the dude does everything over there at that house, so I was kind of like in that mindset of like, I'm just going to fucking leave him alone, you know? I'm not going to fucking call him fucking bug and stuff, but after, what, a week or so? I ended up being free one day. Kids were in school. Everything was going good. I hit him up, basically. It was like, hey, dude, I'm, I'm barbecuing and shit, doing my thing, uh, drinking a bit. Don't know if uh, you're free or not, or if you just want to get the fuck out of there away and stuff. Initially, it was just going to be for a few hours, you know? We're just going to fucking come over here, hang out, drink, uh, eat, and then fucking go home. But uh, my wife ended up hitting me up, like, a little bit afterward. I was like, oh, that sounds good. All right, have fun. And those words to me don't mean what I guess they mean to other people. Where it's like, have fun. To me, it's like, you don't got to worry about nothing. Like, I got the kids. Kids are fine. Uh, you don't have to worry about anything. So I ended up fucking, this 24-pack of Coronas that I had, uh, me and him pretty much finished, but I already, already put a dent in them before he got there because dude's phone doesn't work at the time. And uh, so all my little trials to get a hold of him weren't doing anything. So I ended up just going over there and hitting him up, and that was the day that I found out about, um, it was actually the day that we did that podcast, uh, the Power Hour one. So, um yeah, I went to his house, fucking just explained to me about his tire being fucked. I was, like, fucking willing to help him out and give him our spare because I'm like, dude, fucking, we're not going to use it, really. I know us. And um, he ended up not being able to find his, uh, what the fuck is it, the key for the uh, lug nut. So he couldn't take his off, so really couldn't help. But in, in the end, he was just like, yeah, dude, fuck it, let's just go. So he came over here, uh, knocked out some ribs. What the fuck else did I make that day? I made something else. I forget. I know it wasn't a tri-tip, but anyway, ribs and something else. So we're jacking that up and just getting thrashed in the back, pretty much. At least I was. He was, you know, fucking talking and, and drinking and shit. But by the time the wife and everybody else showed up, I guess I was fucked up. And uh, so instead of doing anything else, just going, because I couldn't take him home and then fucking come back. Uh, we ended up going to Chuck's. And uh, Richie drove, went over there, did that. Like I said, I'm on the podcast for like fucking the first 15 to 20 minutes, if that. And then I just fucking pass out and fell asleep. Um, it makes me laugh, Dow, but at the same time, like, 
always think like it's funny i always say i'm gonna stop drinking but whenever you give me the opportunity to like oh hey like you're good to drink and when i say you i mean like the wife or like life where i'm like i don't got anything going on today or i'm not driving and shit that i just get fuck i go for it every time and i don't understand why it's not like i need to get drunk which is funny because if i did i i would be a drunk a lot like <laughs> there's alcohol in my house all the time but it was just kind of weird to me that that shit ended up happening um listening back to the podcast i'm just like fuck it i'm not even there like so and like i said i found myself awake over there like uh i, I don't remember going <laughs> i remember leaving my house and rich driving but i don't remember really even starting the podcast and then i don't remember being on it and uh then i remember waking up and fucking, I'm in the corner on a couch, just laid out, and I wake up, and we're just kind of bullshitting, watching shit, and I'm like, all right, dude, well, I figured what the fuck, we ended up watching something, and I was like, I'm not watching this, so, <laughs> I, I just hit up Rich, like, hey, dude, if you're ready to go, you know, he's like, well, yeah, dude, I'm ready whenever, because he was supposed to be back early, you know, it wasn't supposed to be all day thing, but it turned into that, so, that ended up happening, um, like I said, now, now that it's been like, what, two weeks, three weeks, or something like that, uh, where my where my kids, uh, uh, in daycare, both of them, um, I finally started watching a bunch of stuff, I mean, the majority of this shit's all old, but, except for The Last of Us, you guys weren't big fans of it, it was a great video game, like, the last real video game I played, my wife bought it for me when, uh, it came out, and then, uh, I was excited for The Last of Us 2 when the game came out, but I never played it, uh, like I said, the first game was great. I uh, got pretty deep into that. So when the TV show was announced, what, like a year or two ago or something like that, I got all kind of excited, especially knowing it was going to be on HBO, so it was going to be pretty graphic and have everything. Uh, first episode alone, great. I love the premise of it. My wife, uh, she remembers the, me talking about the game, so she kind of had an idea. And when we were watching it, she's like, what the fuck's going on? And um, lately we've been finding ourselves at time at night where like, uh, we can – put the kids to sleep and stay up for like an hour or two and actually watch shit that we want to watch as opposed to shit that we can watch around our kids. Uh, you know, which is normally like comedies and shit like that and stupid stuff. Mostly shit she watches, which I mean, I'll tolerate them and stuff like that. But, uh, now we're actually able to watch like, it's funny cause we've been trying to do them since October, but a bunch of horror movies. My wife's a big time horror head. She loves fucking horror movies and shit like that. Uh, films, TV shows. She loves all that shit. Like she was the one who was really deep on what the fuck was that? The house, um, on Manor or whatever on, on Netflix and there's like the second one uh, there's two different fucking mini they're little limited series and stuff like that they're cool I mean I just I don't have the time to get in all deep into stuff and now that I do it's funny that we're watching these things so yeah I'm just throwing out a list of random recommendations that I've been zoning out on by the fucking um, the streaming service so on HBO like I said, the newest one's The Last of Us. Me and my wife are big on into it. Today's the third episode, so we're probably going to watch that tonight. Um, but the first two, great. Um, pretty much catches up to the first hour and a half of the video game. So that's kind of cool. And it added a little things, But, I mean, it's cool. It's really, really great so far. Uh, I remember I told Powers about it before. I don't know if it was that day or not. I'm thinking probably not, but maybe he watched a little bit more when we were here that day. But uh, Tony Hawk has a documentary on there called Until the Wheels Fall Off. Fucking brilliant. And not just in the sense of like, oh, you get to fucking like Tony Hawk more. Uh, Realistic-wise, you actually don't when you're done watching it. It's pretty fucked up. You get to see like him being a dick. He talks openly about his infidelities on his wife. 
talks about how he kind of doesn't really care about anybody else. Like, I mean, his kids are cool and everything he says, but his first love always is skateboarding and everything that comes with it. Um, you hear shit from, uh, the other guys from the bones brigade, like talk positive and negative about him. Um, his, uh, rivals from, uh, alpha skateboarding, all those fucking people were like negative and positive, man. It's crazy. Um, so that's really, really great documentary. Like I said, documentaries to me are always the best. Like I like those more than movies because they're real first off, but I mean, yeah, they're just really good, especially when they're done right. And this one's fucking done beautifully. Um, while on there, I ended up fucking rewatching. I haven't seen this movie since uh, uh, college, and that was because, like, in film school, they, they tend to show you more artsy movies. And uh, I remember this one being, like, a big one on the list, and they were always like, you should watch that. And I was like, really? Um, the Piano Teacher. I don't know when the fucking came out. I think in the 90s or something like that. But uh, fucking still holds up, man. That movie is fucking brutal. Um, if you don't know anything about it, it is a piano teacher. Er, um, she's... I want to say in her late 30s, early 40s. She still lives at home with her mom, never been married. Um, she's a great pianist. And uh, because of that, she works at like this fucking really great art school. She's a music director and stuff like that. And her main instrument is the pian- piano because she's a pianist. Um, but um, she ends up like, um, she also teaches like on the side to kids and stuff like that and everything. So she has this kind of dominating like, stature and 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 like demeanor and everything real classy too and stuff like that and then her mom is overboard on that like uh more modern day take of that would be um the relationship between the mother and and um uh ballerina in uh black swan the natalie portman's character with her mom how like she's like fucking fearful of her kind of like old school even more so is like carrie and her mom like you know this person the mother's domineering and like there's no father figure type thing so it's like oh you know, they treat them like a little girl, even though they're obviously a woman now. And uh, and the piano teacher, even more so, this fucking lady's a full-grown woman. Anyway, this this uh, young man falls in love with her, pretty much. Like, real fucking quick, real lustful and shit. Like, he even fucking hits her up in front of people, pretty much. The first time he talks to her, he's just like, I'm really attracted to you. Like, I don't know what it is. She's just like, sees it as like, ugh, get the fuck away from me. But what you end up finding out, the more you watch the film, is that she's like, fucking deep into like s&m bondage shit like fucking hardcore she's fucking nuts man she's like sexually she's a deviant uh she's really good at hiding it and stuff like that and there's this whole like reveal that happens in the film totally forgot how great it was like i said i was re-watching it again i was like fuck man this movie still holds up yeah, like i said th- there's films that i can now watch now that my kids aren't around shit like, that. like i mean don't get me wrong my, my kid probably when he was like a year old just fucking playing with toys and shit i could put it on but I wouldn't be as involved in it. It's kind of fucked up to ignore my kid for longer than 20 minutes. I don't know. I feel weird about that. That's why I never really watch anything. I just kind of put on stuff that's like musical or something like that, that way. And and realistic-wise, when my son was around, I really rarely watch TV because I don't want him to think that that's normal. Like, he, he has that already with his uh, in-laws and shit like that, like to watch cartoons and shit like that, or just they'll put something on for him. I'd rather him do things. I'd rather him be productive, fucking do puzzles, fucking um, put together, like, uh, blocks and shit like that. He loves a, anything that his sister loves. She loves coloring and shit right now. Uh, puzzles. She's always been big on puzzles. So he he's on puzzles now. Uh, blocks. She fucking had. We bought her these magnet tiles. She's all about that shit. He so he's now onto that. Uh, little stuff like that, you know. And then the big deal with him. Uh, I mean, my daughter was the same way, but he more so. I think at least voiced it out to me because, like I said, he's, he'll be two in in a few months. So, um. Which is crazy. But, uh, yeah, he, um, 
he really loves being outside. Like, fucking being on a swing, being fucking out and about, fucking running around in the dirt and shit, playing in the dirt. He loves that shit. So that's, that's like, his other pastime. So we've been doing that a lot lately. But back on to what I was saying. Fucking uh, uh, streaming services. So let's go with Netflix. Netflix, um, oh, real quick. Fucking great one. I didn't even put this on the list. But me and their wife are watching uh, 100 Participants, I think it's called. Or 100 Physical. It's a, uh, is it Japanese? The Korean show? I want to say it's Korean. Uh, it's a Korean show. Uh, either way, you can fucking watch it dubbed in English if you're fucking retarded. Or you could just read the subtitles. But great fucking show, man. They get a hundred of the most physically um, able people. You know, most people are like fucking sports. There, there's a Olympians in there. There's wrestlers in there. There's fucking sumo wrestlers. There's fucking... Um, what the hell is that shit called? Oh, man. What the fuck is that stupid shit called? That people go crazy about, like, working out. Oh, CrossFit. There's CrossFit fucking people that are, like, well-known. Um, there's YouTube International people. There's models. There's, like, everything about physiques. Like, fucking, like, cut people, you know? Like, fucking... Like I said, there's bodybuilders and fucking uh, muscle builders and shit like that on there, too. So they're, like, fucking bulk the fuck out. But then there's also, like, a model. And, like, um... Who the fuck was a small guy? He does search and rescue for, um on snow caps and shit like that, like, in the Alpines, or Alpines, fucking out, out there, um, in Asia and shit like that, anyway, he's, like, the thinnest looking guy and stuff like that, there's a farmer and stuff like that, but a lot of them are fucking pretty bulky, even the chicks, man, are pretty big, um, but, uh, so they pick a hundred, and they separate them and break them down, uh, I want to say there's only three episodes up now, uh, by this week, that this is airing, and like I said, it comes out the same day, so, yeah, there's three episodes, and, dude, it's fucking addicting as fuck, uh, me, my wife, and my daughter actually got all into it, like, my wife was like, what the fuck are you turning on, and I was like, I want, we want to watch this, and I'm pretty sure, like, it's in Korean or Japanese or whatever, like I said, I hadn't seen it at the time, and I'm like, so, I mean, it doesn't matter, like, my daughter, when my daughter hears other languages, she, like, gets all kind of tripped out, like, oh, what's that, uh, and I was just telling her, like, it's another language, people are speaking another language, she's like, oh, that's nice, and then she tries to, like, imitate it. Not making fun of it or nothing, but she imitates it. Um, I think that really started with Spanish. And then, uh, what was that movie, Seeing Red, um, on Disney? The one where the girl turned into a red panda? Stuff like that. She got all into other languages and stuff. So, there's that. But, yeah, yeah, that's fucking great show. You guys should watch it. Fucking, right now, it's on the elimination, just getting rid of the first 50 and stuff like that. Fucking great. They're having to wrestle over a ball and stuff like that. It's fucking nuts. But, like, physically, it's just a cool fucking show seeing all these different people, like, push it and you're always surprised that like the little guy could beat the fucking big ass buff dude when it comes to like wrestling as opposed to like you're thinking oh it's speed or something nope that that's on the trailer but I, we haven't even got there yet and and this this is a show that drops once a week so I, I actually enjoy that i know a lot of people that watch netflix shows are always like that's fucking bullshit but I'm, I'm traditional when it comes to shows like i could wait it's not a big deal where it's like i need to fucking watch it all at once i'm not i don't like i said i don't like binge watching shit i don't get it i don't know Anything over, like, two and a half hours, I feel like I'm fucking just wasting my time sitting on the couch. Like, oh, yeah, I got other shit to do, huh? So, but, yeah, that's one. Uh, the newest one, too, is Copenhagen Cowboy. Not for everybody at all. Um, Nicholas Winrine, uh, NWR. He did Drive. He did Bronson. He did, um, what the fuck's my favorite? Valhalla Rising. That's a really, really fucking good one. Uh, but... One of my personal faves is probably uh, Only God Can Forgive. He did those. Um, Neon Demon he did. Wasn't really a big fan of. Um, he ended up doing a series for Amazon called uh, 
Too Old to Die Young, which was fucking brutal. Visually stunning, though. Like, fucking beautiful. Like, every shot is fucking literally a photo. It, it, his style is great. This is more, I guess, subdued or muted. I don't know. Maybe Netflix made him fucking film it differently. I don't know. It's kind of not his style. Visually, it is color-wise and stuff. But if you, if you like his art or his work, like, no, you'll, you'll like this. But I mean, if you're new to the whole thing, you'll be like, what the fuck? Why is everything so bright? Dude's, dude's kind of partially colorblind in real life, the director. So he always, all his movies have like fucking bright ass lights and bright colors because that's the only way he can see things. So he always associates stuff with that. But, um, anybody that hasn't seen his work, Bronson and Drive are probably like the more subdued. Like those are like the ones I would say to start with, but dude's, he's actually Danish. Um, his first films were it were danish like um they were called pusher there's a pusher series it was pusher pusher two three so this is his first time returning to danish style film and and he filmed all of it out there um it's pretty cool so far i just watched the first episode pretty fucking his style i would compare it to pusher if anything um so that's kind of cool for me but um like i said i it I'm pretty sure it's only going to get better and more graphic and shit. Like, a lot happened in the first episode. People got fucking strangled and uh, other people got beat the fuck out of shit like that. So, I mean, probably sure you're going to see more. Uh, on that note, <laughs> on Netflix, me and my wife, I, I don't know. I've always been interested in it. I think I've talked about this before. But, like, um, murder, uh, suicide, I think I fucked up. If I could do it all over again, I would have probably fucking went to college for forensics or some shit because none of that shit bothers me. I understand that like it's sad and it sucks that people die and that like you know horrible people do horrible things, but it's never affected me to the point where like I'm like oh my god like that's disgusting or anything. I've been around people when they died. Um, I saw things when I was young. I saw a child get run over by a car and literally bleed out and die in front of me and a handful of my uh, neighbors and stuff. Like I've seen people get shot and they like pretty close to me, uh, and bleed out. I've seen people, uh, be stabbed in front of me. I've seen like horrendous acts and like, it's not, Oh my God, I'm not, I don't feel damaged by that. I don't feel like if anything it numb me to it, I guess, but not completely. I don't fucking, I'm not psychotic. I'm not like, um, in the, in the sense of like, I want to see it. Like, no, I, I know it's wrong and I don't want to do it to people, but I, I don't, it doesn't bother me. So I've always like been, like, interested in, like, serial killers, their mindset, or just killers in general, people that kill somebody, and, like, their mindset afterward, because whenever you hear about serial killers, everybody's always like, they're a horrible person, they're sick, why would they do that, and it's always the crazy ones that are the loudest, that are like, God made me do it, or, or Son of Sam, where he's like, my dog, you know, or the dog, but, yeah, stupid shit like that, nah, whatever, but, like, the normal people, like, like I said, uh, I talked about it before my brother, um, he was, he was part of the gang life and, and, uh, you know, outlaw clubs and stuff like that. So he saw and heard a bunch of fucking crazy shit too. And, uh, yeah, we could talk about it all the time. And he was always tripped out about like how I was okay with it. He's like, dude, you weren't even around for most of that shit. And you're like, totally cool to talk about it. I'm like, well, yeah, it's interesting to me. Um, on that side, like I said, um, there's a show called, uh, I am a killer. I mean, it's not as graphic or nothing. It's just, they interview fucking people that have been convicted of murder. Some of them, well, they were convicted, but they didn't even pull the trigger, didn't stab anybody, didn't hurt anybody or nothing. They were just involved. And, like, they're talking to them while they're in prison and, like, kind of getting their insights on everything. It's fucking nuts, man. Some of those, like, you feel bad for it. You're like, fuck, that's fucked up. Like, I understand you're a bad person, but you shouldn't be in prison for life when you didn't do anything. Like, you were there, but you didn't 
kill that person. You didn't set that person up to be killed. You didn't do any of these things. Like, and then there's other ones where you feel bad for them. Like, there's females on there where uh, she called the cops on her husband multiple times. Dude fucking beat the fuck out of her, did all these things, and she fucking shot him. But because she shot him multiple fucking times, they're like, none of those fucking, like, the um, the defense attorney was able to be like, none of those were in self-defense and she continued to shoot. It's like, that's fucked up, man. Because, <laughs> like, if if what they teach cops and shit like that is, like, you don't just shoot once, you shoot a few times. So it's like, okay, so you teach a trained person to shoot multiple times, but you're thinking that a, a normal, rational person that has no training in fear is only going to shoot once get the fuck out of here like i hope whenever i hear stories about that and like a defense attorney getting somebody like oh yeah you know i don't care what the victim did what the dead now or dead victim now uh did to you last year or whatever before you kill them but that's horrible you're a killer so you're you're fucked up it's like man i hope the worst shit happens to you that way you end up fucking being in that same situation and being that same chair that person like like, no one ever understands it. And, and that's what kind of bugs me about, like, the justice system. Like, we say we put people in prison to reform them, but do they really get reformed? And do we really accept them back when they get out? Some of these people, when you watch, uh, if you watch the series, I Am a Killer, uh, yeah, you you just feel sad for them sometimes. You're just like, fuck, man, it sucks, dude. Like, I don't understand why that person couldn't be out right now. Like, they've served 20 plus years and shit. They're obviously fine. They're, they're not going to do it again. When you heard the, the reason why they did it, you're like, that's a once-in-a-lifetime type situation. Like, it's not something that just comes up. You know, they're not, like, a murderer in the sense of they're going to continue to do it. They're more of, like, that shit happened, and they ended up being a killer at that moment. But otherwise, they wouldn't have been. Like, I'm pretty sure all of us have talked about that. Like, there's, there's reasons why we would do something extreme. Like, I know I would hurt somebody and possibly fucking go for the kill if that had anything to do with my kids. Like, if they're threatening my kids to the point where, like, they're in actual danger, not just, like, oh, some fucking creep. This is some creepy dude. Fuck it. I'll just hit him a few times or some shit. Or, like, you know, or get the fuck away. Like, there's no point in ruining any of our lives over something. But, like, yeah, if somebody tried to hurt my kids, like, physically, fuck that, man. I'm not thinking rationally. I'm like, oh, let me just hurt them and then run away. Fuck. I'm going fucking for the kill. I'm fucking that person up. So... Anyway, good show. Kind of going off. Uh, there's a there's a little offshoot of that show called I'm a Stalker. That one's all right. Some of them fucking bad. These people are fucking crazy. <laughs> there's, a, there's a girl on there that talks about how, like, um, she she likes women because uh, growing up in the foster care system, every dude fucking uh, raped her and molested her and all that shit. So she always felt safe with women. Then by the time she got to 12, which is puberty area time, uh, Everybody that wasn't her foster mom, because she really wanted a mom, um, like every female that was older than her or around her age that showed her any attention and show that, she instantly loved. So then she would like literally be a Klingon, like a clinger. And so in turn, as an adult, when she got older, she became like a stalker. And if she got with somebody, she loved them fucking every day, did everything for them, like, you're the love of my life. And then as soon as shit was like, ah, yeah, you're kind of getting too weird and you're kind of too clingy, boom, turned into a fucking stalker. Like, if I can't have you, no one can type shit. And then there's a guy version. There's, there's one that's fucking nuts, man. This dude, he stalked his his ex-wife, uh, a girlfriend, and two other ones. And, like, you're just hearing this whole record. But what's crazy about his story, and this is why I think me and my wife are, like, so into the show, is, um, like I said, the justice system fucking disturbs me in, in our country. Like, don't get me wrong, it's probably better than a lot of other fucking countries, but... It still sucks. Not, nothing's going to be perfect. I get that. But, I mean, it still sucks at times. Especially when you hear horrible stories. And uh, there's this one. This dude, literally, for stalking and attempted murder. Like, when they found him uh, at 
his ex-wife's house outside, like, fucking in the door. He had a hammer in his hand, and they didn't fucking get him for attempted murder or, or attempted assault or anything. They are just like, oh, burglary. Or not even burglary. They've got him for uh, stalking and being in a public nuisance or something like that. He ended up fucking serving, like, a few months and getting out. It's like, that's fucked up, dude. And the lady even says that when she's being interviewed, like, years later, you know, like, modern day. She's like, if if he would have gotten in the house, I'm pretty sure he would have killed me. But they don't think about that when it comes to the court. And she's talking about how her and and another girlfriend that he stalked are now together trying to get him to make sure that he never gets out of jail. Because he ended up, um, in the end, stalking his last girlfriend and breaking into her house and murdering not her, but the guy that was sleeping in bed with her that day. So, and when they interview him in jail, same thing like the I Am The Killer show. They interview them while they're in jail or prison or wherever they're at. This dude literally goes, yeah, I couldn't see because it was dark, but I was trying to hit her. But I ended up hitting him, and once he got up, I had to continue to hit him. It's like, what the fuck, man? Some of this shit's fucking crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, like, uh, these are shows that me and the wife, like I said, trip out on stuff like that. What's another one? Oh, The Midnight Club. I originally saw the, the trailer for it on Netflix like a while back, and I was like, oh, man, Netflix fucking got that one show, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? I thought that's what they were called, The Midnight Club. Like, when they throw in the fucking dust into the fire, like, this is a story to the midnight. I thought it said The Midnight Club. It was called something else, it turns out. Midnight Club is a series of books from the 60s or 70s or something. And uh, this this guy, um, he directs a lot of horror uh, shows and movies and stuff. Uh, he ended up uh, turning it into a show for Netflix. Pretty fucking cool, man. Uh, the latest episode that we just watched was uh, the episode with the um, Asian girl. Um, what the fuck does she have? Anyway, all the kids at this place are dying. The majority of them have cancer or, um, well, yeah, the majority of them have cancer. They're, they're terminal. One kid has HIV, and this is, I guess, the show's supposed to be, like, in the 70s or 80s, time-wise. No, no, no. No, there's the internet. So it's, like, 90s? Late 90s, early 2000s. Anyway, uh, obviously before this fucking cure AIDS stuff. So, yeah, he has HIV, and he's young. So he's probably going to die, they say. So that. Um, but, um. Uh, Real fucking cool ass show, man. Uh, every episode, the kids get together. Like that's the whole point of this house. Like this house is for all the kids to live together till they die. Like they're not trying to cure. Don't get me wrong. They're like the doctors and stuff. Like, they still go to doctors and they still do everything, but they go to this house. That way, they're around other kids their own age, and they can kind of live together as friends for as long as they live. You know, when one of them dies, they pay tribute to them normally and and uh, continue. And then another person comes into the room or whenever, and they kind of friend each other up forever it's been and in the in the show uh the house has been going on since fucking the 50s 60s or, something, or even before and um yeah every episode they go down to the basement at midnight that's why it's called the midnight club and they tell stories to each other to just to fucking like kind of you know well for for the new kids it's for them to get involved into the group and for everybody else it's just for them to continue going on and stuff like this girl tells a story uh, one of the days that they can't go to the, to the basement um, uh, to her boyfriend, another one of the kids. She's like, this is the story I was going to tell. Fucking great story. Like, A, the story was just cool. Then B, like, what it is symbolizing? Fucking awesome, man. And there's uh, the episode before that, if not maybe even the same episode. That was a really fucking great episode, though. Like recently, like I said, like it gets really, really good. The first two episodes kind of deep. You're like, oh shit. But man, whoever the fuck is writing the monologues for these kids and stuff, or like the main, one of the main writers, 
fucking brilliant, man. His style and just talking about death, talking about um, the depression, the the anxiety, all these things that come with it and shit, man. Fuck, it, it's a great show. Like I said, that, that's one of our good ones. Like I, I love it a lot. It's really, really great. Um, let's go switch over to Hulu. Uh, old show, but still great. The Chow Show. C-H-O-E. Anybody that knows him is Dave Chow. He had a thing on Vice. Pretty sure you can still look it up on YouTube. Where, like, he um, hitchhiked across the United States and hitchhiked across China. Hitchhiked from Mexico to Canada. Fucking dude's fucking nuts. Anyway, he's a... Uh, like an anarchist type person is fucking a real crazy brilliant artist. Like you do can paint for days. The way he became famous initially was he had been a painter for a while, like kind of the scene and stuff like that. And um, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, a Facebook fame, now Meta, um, ended up hiring him to <coughs> to uh, paint a mural at the original Facebook office. Instead of paying him, or instead of taking money. Dave Chow, being Dave Chow, said, because he's a gambler, as he, call, as he always says, he um, decided, hey, how about instead of paying me, you just give me uh, so many shares in this company? And Mark Zuck, like, fucking easy, you know, not a problem. So once Facebook went public, dude's fucking small amount of shares ended up turning into, like, fucking multi-million dollars. Like, I mean, like, almost 100, maybe more, I forget. And uh, the first thing he did was fucking go to Vegas and almost, I think, did he, he didn't double it, but he made, I think, another half of it back pretty much in like a few months just gambling. And then he just started spending it on crazy shit. Anyway, he's now like a reformed drug addict, sex addict, all kind of shit like that. He's really, really fucking smart. He's been on, um, on Rogan. If you look up the old episodes from YouTube... He's still like in that fun era state and then uh, where he starts to become more serious. If you watch his new shit on probably like the Spotify one, he has dyed hair and everything. He's real peaceful now, hippie type fucking thought. More like I feel sorry for the shit I've done. I mean, don't get me wrong. I guess we all get there. Uh, I'm not there yet. <laughs> like I said, I, I don't feel bad for the bad shit I've done or dumb shit I've done. I just feel more of like, what the fuck, dude? Like I would never do that shit now. You know, I got kids and I got all kind of shit to live for now. And like that would, it would ruin like I've always said, when you have kids, you realize that you're not responsible just for yourself anymore. Like, if I fuck up and get a DUI, that doesn't just affect me now. It affects my family and everybody else, you know what I mean? Uh, but as when you're single and just fucking off doing dumb shit, fucking responsible for yourself. No, nobody else. Your life is only valuable to you. It doesn't affect anybody else. And um, he's anti that now. He, he's completely switched up. But anyway, the Shao Show, he, um, he interviews a friend of his normally and paints them while he's interviewing them. And, like, dude, they go deep, man. Fucking, he did an episode with, um, the fuck's her name, man? She's, uh, from out here, actually, from Colton. Uh, fuck, the tattoo artist. What the fuck is her goddamn name? <laughs> uh, I want to say cat something. Fuck. God damn it. Anyway, he interviews her and her husband. Her husband is a guy from Prayers. Uh, he's, a he's, like, the singer of the band. They're, like, this, well, he... Uh, grew up in the gang life, uh, south side or south end of SoCal and shit like that. He's like big time fucking gang member and all these things like that. Anyway, um, he, uh, oh, what the fuck? He, um, what the fuck is her goddamn name? She got famous from fucking, uh, let's see. Do -do -do. 
hurt people, hurt people. Oh, man. Fuck. Anyway, you guys should watch it. <laughs> what the fuck is your goddamn name? Oh, man. I feel bad. Anywho, you guys should watch it. It's really, really great. Do to do. Um, but he goes deep. The the husband he talks about how um he got so fucked up one day because he was tired of taking care of his dad and who was dying. Um, that he just decided to fucking have a fuck off day and go out with his buddies and fucking get all fucked up. Uh, not just on weed or anything, but like, I think he says he does heroin or some shit. Like that. And he ends up finding out while he's out and about that um his dad ended up dying because he he uh he was choking on himself and he wasn't there to fucking like roll him over like he normally would have sleep. And so when the sister went to the house to go check on, like, her rotation time, realized that dad was dead. And he's, like, realizing now as an adult, like, fuck, dude, I can't take that back, you know, type shit. Like, I, all, all it took was one day of being pissed off and, like, frustrated about everything that he had going on that he neglected his responsibilities. And because of that, somebody passed, well, his father passed away. And it's crazy because he's saying all this while his wife's fucking pregnant. And he's, like, talking about how, like, that means a lot to him, you know. Fucking crazy shit. Like I said, a real intense, like... It's not really a documentary. It's really fucking weird. Like I said, he's really artistic and shit like this guy. So he ends up like just doing like a lot of weird shit. <laughs> and um, so the show will have like a weird comedy aspect to it. Like in the middle of him interviewing somebody, he'll just go off track and show some weird shit of him like doing like not really improv, but like improvisational like uh, like like a play type thing in the middle just to express something. I don't know. He's a trip. And if you really get into him, like I said, uh, another thing to check out is he, he had an old podcast back in the day called um, Koreans Acting Badly, I want to say it was. Let me see. I wrote it down. Yeah, Koreans Gone Bad. Really great. Tim, uh, one of the guys that he did the Vice series with, um, and uh, a few other people. One of them was a, fam- well, was a famous comedian uh, out in L.A. and stuff. Uh, I think he gave that shit up and just became like a fucking gambler. Um, but they're like explicit as fuck, man. Dude, talk about like, how he can never have a girlfriend. One of the one of his friends, he can never have a girlfriend because he's had sex with too many prostitutes, and he's used to just paying and like not having to deal with a female's opinions or anything. He just tell them what to do and beat them up, punch them and shit, and just pay them, and it's worth it. It's like real fucked up shit. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, it it's just super interesting to hear and shit like that. If you're really into the child show, I, I know that might sound like unappealing now that I said they're like, yeah, fucking dude likes beating up like. But that's not what the show's about. Like, that's just one of the guys. And that's only one episode of the podcast. Like, you'll hear, like, you're like, what the fuck is going on? But it's just so free range, free roaming. They just go all over the fucking place. Um, I don't remember if this was on Peacock. I want to say it was on Peacock Network. Uh, Black Christmas, the original from 1970-something. Still fucking holds up, man. One of the days that the family was gone, I was, like, fucking scrolling around. I saw it, and I was like... Fuck yeah, it's fucking... Sh- I remember this movie being the shit when I was a kid. Watch it again nowadays. Still fucking holds up, man. The fucking creepy killer and shit like that, His little voice. The ending's still fucking awesome. One of the, like, cool fucking great horror movies that... I don't know why the fuck... I, I know they tried remaking it twice, and they both suck. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not like it, they haven't tried. Like, oh, fuck, I wonder why somebody doesn't remake it. Because they have, and it's garbage. Watch the original 70s one. Still holds up. Like I said, language... It's, fucking female sorority sisters in the 70s just talking all kind of shit and everything they cuss they talk about everything a bunch of fucked up shit still holds up 
probably more so now because now that like uh modern college age kids are more like prudish now than like they were in the 90s early 2000s you know where everything was fucking crazy um so i think it holds up more so even in that sense like uh it just looks old but i mean it still holds up um and then finally everybody kept telling me to watch it uh out of the shows like from people my age or older uh at work and stuff like that and people that i bullshit with that like know and like the things i like all of them kept suggesting either a the new fucking lord of the rings they're like it's fucking really good dude it's pretty cool shit like especially if you like tolkien's fucking like books and stuff the way he writes like this like remember this is what he described in the books like before um the creation of the rings you know the like the fucking planet was it, it had fucking vibrant life it was green it was fucking full of trees everything you know it was beautiful and i guess that's how this show is so i was like yeah i should watch that maybe yeah and then what was another one that everybody kept telling me to do? Uh, the new Game of Thrones, because a lot of people that fucking talk to me all the time, like, you like this Game of Thrones? I'm like, nah, I used to. <laughs> the first, like, five seasons, I'm on whenever the, the second brother of the family jumped out the fucking window and killed himself because he realized how shitty his family was. That's when I gave up on the show. I was like, fuck this, man. I'm doing what, him, what he did, and I'm fucking done with this shit. This is bullshit. So I gave up. But I heard the new one, the House of Dragons, actually is decent. A lot of people were telling me, like, yeah, dude, pretty fucking good. It's better than the last two or three seasons of fucking games. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, that makes sense. And then the other was Andor. Everybody that fucking bullshits me and shit like that. It's funny because, like I said, I never really, like, when I was a kid, I liked Star Wars, the first ones, you know, four, five, and six with Luke. Um, in high school, when they brought the new ones back, uh what i liked the first one just because of the pod race that was cool and then um uh episode two attack of the clones uh i remember walking out of it with the girl that i went with like a bunch of us ditched school to go and I, me and her were just like hey you don't fucking leave i was like fuck it, that shit sucks and i had a better time going to the mall and just fucking hanging out with her uh never saw three still haven't seen it to this day never saw seven wait what is it how's it go three three five six yeah seven eight nine never seen those um powers his brother who goes by kentucky fried uh mike on these on the network uh he tried showing me when my buddy carlton was here with me and we used to get all fucked up he tried showing me rogue one couldn't really get into it just wasn't like i was like yeah star wars is the same for me but i didn't really finish it so <clears throat> i didn't really care enough to watch it but uh, a lot of people at work kept explaining to me the new andor they're like dude it just it's a spy show that just happens to be in the fucking universe of Star Wars. And I was like, oh, okay. So I don't really have to like, like if I didn't know anything about Star Wars, I could watch it and enjoy it. They're like, fuck yeah, dude. Like it's just rebels versus fucking the Federation, you know, or the Empire. But it could literally just be like, you know, uh, rebels against fascism type shit. And I was like, oh, okay. I'll fuck with that. So far, so good. I forget what episode I'm on. I think I'm on six or something like that. Uh, yeah, I can, I can actually do two episodes at a time of this shit. Like, it, it's, it's fucking really good for a Disney show. Like, especially compared to the Mandalorian, Mandalorian was fucking garbage. I said, I didn't understand, I didn't get that shit at all. It was more of just like, fuck, get to the fucking point. Every episode frustrated me because it was literally as if the show was designed for ch kids. It was like, hey, in case you're not paying attention, what that guy just said means this. And then five minutes later, it cut to a scene with 10 other people that were somewhere else and it, it would re-show you that 
what they just were talking about. Like, oh, hey, by the way, very important, you know, message. Here's here's what it is, and here's what this episode's about. It, they reiterated every episode's meaning three to four times, and I, I was just like, fuck, man. Like, obviously, this ain't for me. This is for kids. <laughs> I thought, I still think that the Mandalorian is for parents, probably older than me, that want to get their kids into Star Wars, and their kids are like my kids' age. Or, or like a little bit older, probably like eight years old at the oldest and like as young as four. So couldn't really get into that. Uh, what's the other one? Who? My family's home. I'm going to have to let you guys go. So hold on. Pause for now. Well, my family's home, so I'm going to let you guys go. Didn't even get to the part that I was supposed to talk about, which is, uh, how, uh, my whole family, minus my daughter, ended up having COVID. Uh, so that's the latest, latest, but, uh, yeah, like I said, 40 minutes in, fuck it, I'll just end it with that, fam is here, <clears throat> you might be able to hear him in the background, but, uh, I'm gonna go enjoy them, since they're here, so, uh, have fun, hopefully you got the same fam, stuff like that, and if not, start it, you know, you'll be alright, makes you a better person, alright everybody, thanks again for listening, I'll be back soon, for real this time, uh, yeah, bye.